You're listening to the Being Dad Podcast, Episode 30. This week on the show, I'm featuring an interview I had with Brett Cohen, the author of a book called Stuff Every Dad Should Know. Sounds like a must-read for us, eh? Plus, it's been a big week in the beingdad.me world. I unveiled a new website designed for the site this week. I'll talk a bit about that. Plus, my thoughts on a story about a mother who feels her kid was discriminated against in their local hospital because he was not vaccinated. All that coming up this week on the Being Dad podcast. Next. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week, everyone. This is the podcast that, well, it's the companion to the beingdad.me website, your daily source of dad-related information, entertainment, personal blogging, podcasting, and more. I'm Stephen Beatty. Like I said in the intro, this week I happily unveiled the new website design, and I'm pretty thrilled with how it's turned out so far. If you haven't seen it yet, please head on over to beingdad.me and have a look. There is new content going on there daily. There's a discussion forum set up there now, and of course all the podcast episodes are there, and they're still being released weekly, but there is you know, really so much more on there now, and I'm very excited to continue adding content every day. If you're interested in submitting a guest blog post, send me off an email at stephen at beingdad.me, and we can chat about that. Otherwise, just sit back and relax and enjoy the site. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash being dad. They have over a hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash being dad and get your free audiobook. This week I was very happy to spend some time chatting with Brett Cohen, who is the author of Stuff Every Dad Should Know. Brett has also written the 110,000 copy selling Stuff Every Man Should Know and was also the co-author on Recipes Every Man Should Know. Brett's publisher is QuirkBooks and you can find them at quirkbooks.com. Of course, I'll have a link in the show notes to this uh, episode and you can uh, find that on the beingdad.me website uh, or just type beingdadpodcast.com slash 30 into your browser and that will take you right there. Stuff Every Dad Should Know. It's a great, easy read for you. I bought it myself and uh, enjoyed it very much. It's a great mix of down and dirty information on topics from how to change a diaper uh, to planning for college to meeting your child's in-laws, you know, with, with a good mixture of humor and common sense. Here's my interview with Brett. And uh, unfortunately, the Skype connection was a little testy the evening we were chatting. So my my apologies for the uh, less than stellar audio quality. But here you go, my interview with Brett Cohen. Thanks, everyone. As I mentioned in the intro for the show, today I'm joined by Brett Cohen, the author of Stuff Every Dad Should Know, a great book from the publisher's Quirk Books. Brett, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Where did you get the idea to write a book to provide all of us dads with uh, the stuff we we need to know? It's interesting. Um, my the first book I wrote was called Stuff Every Man Should Know, and while doing uh, the research for that book, I kind of stumbled upon a lot of you know more dad type uh, skills. So I started kind of keeping a side list of those things, 
And then as I started to put the proposal together for the stuff every dad should know, I, I realized, you know, there's not that many great resources for dads. You know, there are, there are blogs, but it's certainly not as popular as, as the mommy blog kind of phenomenon. And there are some books out there as well, but nothing really, you know, geared towards the, you know, I want to, I want to get some real practical information. I want to get it with a good guy's sense of humor and I want to get it in one to two pages. And that's really kind of the, the idea behind this book is, is real practical information shortened to the point, but kind of giving it the guy's sensibility and the guy's sense of humor. Yeah. And, uh, Firstly, I think that that's a very it's a reoccurring theme that I'm hearing a lot when I uh, interview people that are uh, you know sort of in this sort of line of, of work as you and I is that uh, there's tons of information and resources out there for the moms, but you know not, not a whole lot of you know quality sort of content for for dads. So um, I, I hear that a lot. Um, and yeah, your 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 book. I I, I bought the book and. Uh, I just love how it's laid out and it, you present the information in a very sort of nuts and bolts kind of way that, uh, um, I think works well with, uh, with, with the target, with the target audience of, of, of guys, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, we wanted to keep it sweet, but, uh, you know, a little funny. Yeah. So what, what type of content can, uh, can people find in the book? Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a, there's a broad range of content. We really kind of focused, um, you know, from point of birth all the way through, you know, uh, marrying off your child. Uh, it definitely, you know, focuses a lot on the early stuff. Uh, you know, one of the things that I found fascinating is, you know, and, and really important when putting this book together was that a lot of the books kind of start off with, um, you know, how to change a diaper and how to, you know, uh, feed a bottle and burp the baby. And we, we, you know, we cover all that in the book, but, uh, the first entry of the book is really how to start saving for college because I think it is something, you know, tends to weigh on the dad. And I think it's one of those kind of important points to bring up because you don't really start to think of it until later in life when college becomes an issue. Um, so we really kind of focus on, on that early on. But other things you can find, you know, how to teach your child how to drive, how to ride a bike, um, how to plan a family vacation, how to make some quality, you know, how to spend some quality time with your teenager. Uh, so it really runs the whole kind of gamut from, you know, baby through teen and adult right so it's not just a, a book for brand new dads or expectant dads but really for exactly although, for de although definitely yeah it is for anyone but it definitely uh you know is probably more practical for the the newer dad you know either yeah. brand new or the first couple of years right right that's great yeah because I, I i love the you know how to change a diaper and how to hold the baby stuff but then there's great information uh, up in the, the, the teen stuff and beyond section, I, I guess the, the, the fourth of the four sections in the book where, uh, you, you talk about, like you said, teaching your child to drive, sexual behavior, uh, how to select a college and then all the way up to, you know, meeting your, your kids' in-laws and, uh, and, and, and dealing with them making that, uh, transition and leaving the nest and all that stuff. So it's great. Yeah, no, and I, th I think that's, that, that's, that's a good point. And I think, you know, one of the things we try to teach in the, in the book or, or encourage is that, you know, all those later conversations, like the peer pressure conversations and the birds and the bees conversation and the drugs and alcohol and, and all of those kind of mature decisions are really a result of the 
kind of lifelong process of bonding and spending time with your teen and building that, uh, spending time with your child and building that trust over time. So really it is kind of, you know, it, it kind of is that lifelong process. And those later lessons, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, really are, the, are, are built upon the earlier um, commitment and, and time you spend, you know, getting to know your child and building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Was there a particular part of the book that you enjoyed writing the most or a particular age group? Um, well, I, my, right now my, my children are, I have a daughter that's six years old and a son that's three and a half. So I, I definitely, you know, got the most out of writing, you know, for that, that kind of past toddler, you know, almost the little kid to big kid stuff. And because I felt like that was this, the, those are the things that I was living through. Um, so I think those were definitely the, the most fun. Uh, even though, you know, doing research and, you know, the, how to teach your child to share or how to, Tips for hygiene are, don't sound like the, the, the sexiest items. Um, there are some, you know, more fun kind of, um, you know, how to manage sibling relationships or how to take a photo of your kids or how to, you know, roughhouse and play with your kids, which I think were, all, you know, a lot more kind of fun and, and, and the research for that was a lot more fun. Right, right. And, uh, now where can people go to, to find these books if they, uh, if they want to make a purchase? They're, they're available, you know, wherever books are sold. You can certainly find them online. Um, you know, at Amazon, uh, and, and other, you know, major bookstores. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Great. Perfect. And, uh, now as a dad yourself and, uh, as, a, as, as an author about, uh, uh, a book for dads, do you, do you have any advice for any, uh, new dads out there on, on how to manage with it all? Absolutely. You know, and, and this is one thing you won't find in the book. And in hindsight, uh, I, I, I'd love to have included it and probably should have. Um, you know, I think it's really important, again, from the dad perspective to find that time to spend with your kids because it is, you know, typically, you know, the dad is the first one to go back to work, if not the only one to go to work. Um, and, you know, usually has that pressure of, of being the, the breadwinner. Um, and I think, you know, it's really important to make sure you find the time, whether, you know, hopefully, you, you know, the employment is, um, a little bit flexible, but if not, definitely, definitely make the time to be around for the weekends. And, you know, I make it a, a point to be home, you know, every night for dinner as much as I can and be able to spend that time and just really make a commitment to, you know, finding out about the kid's day and being a part of that day. Cause I do know, you know, I have pre- plenty of friends who, you know, are just can't, can't have that, that flexibility, uh, because of work. And, and they really find that it's a struggle to, to, you know, it, it for them, because I think they, you know, go through the whole day and, and they really sometimes don't even see their kids. And that, that's a huge, uh, disappointment for them. So I would really encourage everyone to, to try to make that time, whether it's in the morning or at night or on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's great advice. Do you have any new books planned for the future? Oh, uh, no, not right now. Uh, nothing's in the works right now. Um, still, uh, out there promoting stuff every day, as you know, and, uh, kind of working on what the next one might be. Okay. Well, that's great. And I'll have some links, of course, on my website, beingdad.me to, uh, your site and to, uh, some sites where people can pick up the book. And, uh, listen, Brad, thanks very much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care. 
next on the Being Dad podcast, I'd be interested in hearing your feedback and thoughts on a story that was in the news here uh, in my area about a mother who feels that she was discriminated against in her local hospital because she had decided to not vaccinate her child against the routine childhood diseases. And, and now she felt that her and her child were denied care in the emergency department uh, when she had taken her daughter there with a rash. I originally heard this uh, in a news report on CBC Radio's Ontario Morning, and uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to the to the episode to the Ontario Morning website where you can uh, listen to the uh, interview with this mother, uh, as well as an interview with the medical officer of health, and uh, it's really interesting to listen to. But basically what happened, like I said, the mother took her child to the local emergency department because of a, of a rash that the kid had developed. And when the emergency room doctor asked her about her uh, child's vaccination history, uh, just the, you know, the routine vaccinations, the mother explained that they had decided to not vaccinate the child uh, because her and her and the baby's father were uh, conscientious, conscientious objectors, they call it, and they chose not to vaccinate. She explains that their reasons for not vaccinating their child were because the father of the child was not vaccinated as a child either, and uh, he's made it through life okay, and um, they feel that since he did, that their child likely would as well. She also goes on to explain that uh, she is fearful of the old connection to autism, which, uh, of, of course, you know, has really been disproven uh, uh recently. The mother reports that uh, the doctor refused to provide any care to the child upon discovering that the uh, that she had not been vaccinated. And the mother was quite upset about this, said that the doctor uh, told her there was nothing that the doctor could do and just uh, walked out of the examination room. She, feel, she felt like she didn't receive any care, but you know, in reality, the doctor did order mouth swabs to be taken. The doctor did look at the rash. So in reality, the child did receive care. The mother just felt that the doctor was being rude and, and judgmental from what I can, uh, from what I got out of the interview. Like I said, there is a link to the interview in the show notes. Now, I am very pro immunization myself, and I, you know, I found her, the mother's comments to be, well, you know, if I'm being honest, to be a little bit frustrating. I, I think she's an example of someone who has tried to educate herself about the issue of uh, vaccinations and uh, possible side effects or adverse reactions to vaccinations by surfing the internet, maybe getting her information from websites that um, don't really provide accurate information. I'm not trying to pass judgment, though. I, I believe she is doing what she feels is best in her mind for her child, and uh, I, I think that's the important thing to keep in mind here. Although I really think she needs some education, and personally, I would love to sit her down for a couple hours and explain to her why I feel vaccination uh, is so important, but um, I'm not going to do that. It's frustrating to hear, and I'm, I'm glad they followed up her interview with that of the medical officer of health in order to uh, provide a bit more clarity and a bit more um, facts about the issue. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this mother's refusal to vaccinate and her recent emergency room experience. So feel free to head over to the beingdad.me and, uh, and leave a comment. 
And that's the end of the Being Dad podcast for this week. I'd like to send a special thank you out to Brett Cohen for being on the show. And I encourage everyone to check out his book, Stuff Every Dad Should Know. There's links in the show notes for that. Also, like I said earlier, please check out the new beingdad.me website. Let me know what you think and keep checking back in there regularly as there's new content every day. And feel free to pop into the discussion forum there as well. Thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. The preceding podcast was recorded on August 2nd, 2012.